Joining us right now, uh, theathletic.com uh, is, I, I've long been a fan of this. Uh, you know all about it, but they, they constantly have uh, tremendous deals going on. And uh, as a business model, I think it's tremendous. In fact, Sam and I will uh, often talk about the athletics uh, business model, which I, I, I think is, is great. I, I root for it for many reasons, uh, part of which is a lot of good people uh, in the journalism business are getting squeezed out, and the athletic has uh, found a home for a ton of them. And I got an email this morning, uh, not just me, I mean, a lot of people did, that I think it was sent to every subscriber, about them uh, getting into the uh, sports betting uh, world uh, with writing and partnerships and all that, which is the exact right move. Uh, they've got a live audience of sports fans, a lot of which are uh, very much into the uh, rapidly growing world of sports betting, legalized sports betting, uh, and one of their best writers. Uh, I would say at least, at least top 80. Joins us right now, as he does each and every week, uh, the one, the only, uh, Sam Amick. Uh, let me start. I, I said this on the show yesterday. Uh, we had breaking news, Sam, amongst other things. How is your fence? Uh-oh. We don't have Sam turned oh, David. down. There you go. Sorry, we had you turned down. Sorry, Sam. How, how, uh, no worries, buddy. What did you say there? I said, do you have all the intel? I got I got a rat on my court. Yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You know who it is. I do indeed. Uh, yeah, lost the, lost the side fence. Um, you know, although, to be honest, it was on its last leg already. Um, Same. The the other side, uh, we it's one of those uh, kind of walking dead type fences where the the uh, shrubbery and the ivy that is all over it is kind of the only thing keeping it from actually falling over. But it's, you know, it's about a 45-degree angle, which is not ideal. So I'll be honest, though, we're, we're happiest, knock on wood. I think the wind is is behind us, but the, the fence behind us where we have dogs and multiple neighbors, that's yeah. the one I was worried about, and, and that one survived. So could have been worse same same i think there's a lot of people like you and me both have been putting off replacing our fences for years because why spend the money when it's still a fence and now come spring i think the fence market is going to be off the t- i, I want to buy stock in uh, the fence market sam that's the that's the new game stop let's make some money yep yeah. i'm just going to be really nice to to my uh i'm always shouting out neighbors on our little visit chart my other neighbor ronnie who builds fences uh when he's not doing his day job and I was really good at it. I oh. think if I'm nice enough to Ronnie, I can just, you know, I can uh, go down that road. So we've got drunk neighbor John and fence builder Ronnie. <laughs> yes. Uh, He's a good man. He, he was already out there yesterday trying to get the uh, the old fence up temporarily. So. Oh, okay. Well, look, good it's, it's good to have neighbors, especially uh, motivated yep. neighbors. Uh, before we get into the good stuff, uh, Sam, I just I just want to offer you the opportunity, and you can uh, feel free um, to decline. But um, do you want to tell everyone about the dream you had about me earlier? Um, the dreams are stacking themselves on top of one another. Um, the coffee's just kicking in. I also I'm being serious because I'm draw- I don't know why I'm drawing a blank and I'm, my head's in a different place because I was just getting a story published. So there's a lot going on between these ears. Remind me, um, and I don't mind sharing it all. But give me you got you got to push me down that road. Oh God, what was the this is like when my this is like when my <laughs> wife said this is like when my wife's telling me something and then she goes, "What do you think?" 
And like, like I was listening to you, but I don't remember what the dream was about. I just remember that I was in it. I know that I know James. Oh, I know. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, Yeah. There was really the context. uh, I'll never remember. It was hazy. The part I do remember is that you were visiting and you were in our garage, which because of COVID, that's about right. Right. Where the garage would be open. Although it was a different garage than my actual garage, but whatever. Dream garage. Um, Dream garage, yes. and uh, we're the point is we're chilling, we're saying hello, and then you just randomly asked me if you could smoke weed. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm sorry, is the dream or reality? I'm confused. Uh, it's a dream. I'm straight edge. I am, I, I'm and, free uh, of all, but still. If my wife is listening, which no offense, I guarantee she's not. Um, wow. You know, I held I held firm, honey, and I, I you is know, she, no? she, she, yeah, she doesn't like smoke in general, and certainly not in sure. our our house. Sure. And, you know, the sure. weed thing's at different levels, so yeah, I, I, I turned you down, man. Go take your bong somewhere else, Dave. That's what wow. Sam said. Not only is Emily not listening to my show, but she doesn't let me have any fun when I visit in Sam's dreams. <laughs> Well, the other thing, real quick, because yeah. your listeners definitely don't want to hear yes, all about my do. dreams, but I, I told Jay I just had another weird one last. I don't know what is going on, man. Wow, my, what are you I eating, to, dude? I need, I need to get back to work. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's these little gummies. They just. They're, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I, I I legit had a dream last night that I was the president. Oh. Um, but, oh. And and that, but the sad thing is, like immediately after re-enter, not, uh, after entering office, um, my VP, whoever that was, that part wasn't clear. James my Hunt. VP passed away, like right away. Oh, geez. Um, wow. Yeah, and so and shout out to an old buddy of mine who could be listening. Um, in my dream, um, somebody said that on social media, it was a uh, Tim McMahon of ESPN. Had tweeted that um, that Joe Davidson should be Sam's VP, the, uh, the Sacramento Bee legend and one of my mentors. <laughs> oh wow, that is uh, Joe would make a, You know what? I'd go for the A. McDavidson uh, ticket. <laughs> I would too, man. Oh my gosh, make America right again. See, look, it works. Works both ways. All right. Double entendre yeah, there. I see yeah. that. Listen, I like and, that. go ahead, Jay. Sorry. Anyway, Sam, where's Deshaun Watson going to end up? No, that's football. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm purposely going to do this because I, I was going to end the interview uh, this way, but I, I'd rather not end on that note. Um, I We're going from laughing and fun and all that. I'm going to put a huge oh. stop on that. And before we get into the Kings and uh, as we get into the NBA. Uh, the I have NBA- one item for you just to let you know. So let me know when I can jam it in. Okay. Also, that's yeah. going to be a promo. Um, okay. I, I, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. This is now, going so okay. Bad. Now I'm not going where I'm going to go because we're we're laughing too much. Let's just let's stop back. We'll do that at the end of the interview because that's a bad segue. Uh, Sam, what, what do you have for us? Uh, a shameless plug because I'm I'm nothing if not shameless. No, I have one for you. Uh-huh. No, but I think it's an interesting topic that um, I'd be curious to get your quick two cents on. Um, Charles Barkley and I had a conversation that just got published today. Um, you know, it, the basic premise that I had so much fun kind of convincing him to to really respond to and talk about was, and it's Thursday, right? So TNT games are tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, is inside the NBA too tough? 
or our NBA stars too sensitive. Ah, uh, we had a long oh. Sam. This was our whole eight o'clock segment with Shaq and Donovan Mitchell yesterday. This is perfect. That's, so, I mean, I wish you know it had come out earlier, so you would have had a chance to see it um, in true athletic style. You know, I somehow coaxed a, a few f bombs out of Chuck, which nice. are always you know spicy. Yes, uh, but he was really you know I shouldn't have been surprised. But like I wrote, like. You know, I, I shouldn't have been surprised that Charles Barkley didn't flinch. He, he not only didn't flinch and or or have any regrets or real reflections over some of these situations that have happened. And the part that I did enjoy is, like, provided all this context that kind of reminded me and the, the, the readers, like, he, they've been, you know, they've been doing this for 20 years. He's not, he's not, he's not really concerned with a Kevin Durant, even a LeBron, uh, a Kyrie, uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, not liking their commentary. They, they've got this incredible stage where, you know, their popularity and how celebrated they are is, is almost making them Teflon. And, and he's, clearly, you know, he, he's kind of leaning into it, but it was a really enjoyable discussion. Um, I, I, I didn't like what Shaq did to Donovan Mitchell and I don't like and He does this, yeah. he does this a lot. And, Right. I, I think it's he's kind of you know. Listen, I'm not I'm not soft. Donovan's not soft. Uh, he can handle himself, and I thought he did very well. But it's just like, come on, Shaq. You, you've kind of always been a little bit of an anus, both when he played and and just that 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 kind. I don't want to call it condescending. It's almost bullyish. And it's like, dude, he just got done. They, they've won 10 in a row. He had a tremendous game, and you go in on national TV as an elder statesman and a huge influencer in this this world and hey uh you know i was just saying you don't have what it takes well what what do you, what do you have to say to that it's like that's just it's not only is it not professional so i mean this is my opinion not only is it not professional it's just it, it, what what's the what are you trying to do what's he trying to accomplish so i agree and in fact the reporting aspect of this conversation that, that ended up turning out pretty well is that i had talked to the jazz about the situation their stance was similar to yours specifically from the standpoint of timing that they don't mind tough questions, but you know, the guy just played 38 minutes or whatever the heck it was and, and had a really good game. Uh, and so it was just a, a question of timing. Um, his answer, and I have it in front of me here, this is Barkley. Uh, he says, when are we going to talk to Donovan Mitchell? Only after he had a good game. That's the only time. So listen, their point is interesting, meaning the jazz, but we're not going to interview him after a bad game, and we're not going to interview him on a night off. So listen, they can say what they want to. If you go back and listen, all we said, uh, and, and it's the same thing I said to Ben Simmons, uh, is he a star or is he a superstar? I've always said that many talks about Ben Simmons. But, like, you know, he, he wasn't backing off it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was uncomfortable. I thought Donovan handled it well, and and it's certainly becoming a trend, more so than most years. And, and I think it reached a new level. Part of the reason I wanted to write about it was because, you know, when you have LeBron and Kevin Durant chiming in on social media like they did the day after the Donovan thing and, yeah. and flat out saying, you know, Durant had a comment about how, you know, these OGs need to retire. You know, we have coaches who, who work on our games. And, and LeBron had a comment about how you can tell when they're – I think the, the term he used was soft <clears> – <throat> excuse me, soft hating. Yeah. Where – so it's like arguably the two biggest stars in the NBA are pushing back. Um, so it's a, a pretty interesting dynamic. Sam, I, I want to stay on that, especially, um, you know, I kind of spoke to this yesterday. I want to get your opinion on it as a member of the media. 
We we know Shaq Barkley, Kenny Smith, any 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 quote unquote talking head that is a former player is gonna be able to have a different discussion when they are interviewing other NBA players. But it seems to me that when you are a member of the media, and we'll use Shaq as the example here, there is still some, I guess, unwritten rules about professionalism in the media. And, you know, I don't think you would ever see a journalist go after a player like that. Do you still think those guys need to be upheld to some of those unwritten rules of, hey, man, there's a way to conduct yourself in postgame interviews when you're talking to guys that are currently in the league? Um, I, I think the answer, Jay, is no. I think the answer is that they fill a lane unto themselves. And there is a threshold where um, the combination of the audience and the NBA itself and the players, like whatever kind of power formula you can come up with, you know, with those elements, if that makes sense. Like a world does exist where where people decide that they're, they're just kind of done with the inside, uh, inside the NBA style. I think that's more likely to happen in the show, maybe just change than them changing. Um, because, you, you know, of the statue, uh, I'm not statue, sorry, again, copy hasn't kicked in, but the, the uh, stature of these particular former players, I, you know, these guys, they're not going to change and, and they, they want to kind of roll this way. The part that does strike me, is that I do think there's been an uptick in how, you know, the Paul George one, I got to be genuine here and admit that when that interview happened, and if anybody missed that one, uh, the Clippers won a game over the Lakers first night of the regular season. And they asked Paul about um, stories that we had actually written about the Clippers stars getting preferential treatment. And so like, I'll be honest, I loved it because, you know, I like real questions in that kind of, on that kind of a stage, but the timing was tricky. Like, again, Paul's coming off a win. Paul's sweating. Paul's like trying to catch his breath. And it's like, Hey Paul, you know, y'all get preferential treatment. What do you say? Um, so I don't know what the answer is, but you know, I, I do, you know, I don't like the alternative and the idea that, that all these guys are going to do is just, you know, give pats on the back all the time. Um, so I don't know what the, you know, how they get through it, but you know, everybody's talking about it. Sam Amick of The Athletic joining us. Give us a quick update. I, I don't really, uh, uh, Jay, maybe I, I don't really have much Kings for Sam, if I'm being honest. I mean, they're doing their well, thing. Well, we and, know the Kings are the best team in the league, so yeah, we don't one, need to point out the obvious. One, two in a row. <laughs> uh, but where are we at with uh, the NBA came out yesterday and said that uh, they're going to look at rescheduling some of these postponed games uh, in the first half rather than the second. Uh, I, you know, We've heard rumors about, oh, my gosh, do they panic? They go back to the bubble, this, that, whatever. It, it sounds like they're just going to kind of bowl their way through this thing for good or for bad. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the regulations have tightened up again next few weeks. Um you know, just very, very, very uh, restrictive policies that I, I think are probably more challenging for the players than they're letting on. Um, you know, some of these conversations I've had with teams, you know, you can kind of sense that the collective toll that it's taking. I'm not trying to over-dramatize it. Everybody is changing the way they move. But, you know, these road trips where um, where guys are just stuck in the hotel and um, out of their pattern. So, they are. They're going to forge ahead. Um, the latest round of testing, you know, was very good news. It was one positive test. You know, they had 16 uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So that was a good sign. And, you know, the scheduling, kind of the, the Jenga element that's happening on the scheduling front is is uh, 
pretty wild and, and I think is only going to get more so going forward. So, yeah, that's the, there's nothing with the bubble. There's nothing, you know, other than what we're seeing right now. They are standing on the fact that for all the headlines about postponed games, they, they are still playing the vast majority of their games. But, man, is, I mean, we, we've had this conversation at different times about different seasons having an asterisk, you know, and this one to me is, is uh, in a class all its own because, like the Kings, you know, they, they have a really nice win last night, but what do you make of it? Because, my God, they just got five days of rest or however many days it was, you know. It's just there's apples to oranges competition every single night, if that makes sense. And, uh, and it's a, a very, very weird season. Sam, uh, speaking of weird, Bradley Beal had another monster game last night for uh, Washington, and of course it, it, it translates into another Wizards loss. You now have his significant other on social media basically saying they're sick and tired of this. Um, whether or not Beal is traded at the deadline, obviously we don't know. In your opinion, is there a team or teams out there that could A, offer Washington that quote-unquote godfather offer, and B, is is there a team or teams that Beal would put them over the top into that same category as a Lakers, a Clippers, a Sixers, a Bucks? I mean, the one team you hear the most in you know on Beal is in Miami. Um, like as is the case with any big trade, <clears throat> the tricky part there is, you know, if you just if you're talking to me about adding Bradley Beal to what Miami currently has, I'm all in for that. You know, let I very well might see them in the NBA Finals again. Um, but what are they giving up to get to that point? You know, it's just Tyler hero gone is Duncan Robinson gone. So, um, but Miami comes to mind, you know, the Utah is one that got talked about yesterday. They've won 10 in a row, you know, and even in the context of the Donovan discussion is Donovan and Rudy enough, you know, with Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson and that crew, or, you know, could a team like that go out and get Bradley Beal? But um, I, it's funny as much as, He's going to be talked about a ton going forward, especially with sound bites like he had last night when someone asked him if he was frustrated and he said, is the sky blue? Um, you know, that makes you feel like he might want out. But, you know, our Wizards beat writer, who I certainly trust, Fred Katz, um, who comes on my podcast every week, like he's constantly reminding people that, you know, Brad has made it really clear that he doesn't want out. Now, that always seems to change in these types of situations. But that part does matter. Um, so, you know, Washington to this point is, is not listening. Is he a Brad to his friends? Do we know that? Or is he uh, one of those, don't call me Brad, I'm Bradley? Or do you have any insight on that? I do not. Okay. I have nothing on, on the, the Brad front, okay. the name game. Sorry, man. Wow. Okay. Are you are you a David to anybody? Uh, I am a David to uh, my parents and uh, family okay. members. Uh, and it's weird, and they never call me Dave, but if they did, it would sound like nails on the chalkboard. But if generally almost nobody calls me David, um, I mean, have you been a Samuel ever? Uh, only like in, um, you know, like the parents thing a little bit. Yeah. Mom. And when then. You're in trouble. And then, yeah. And then yeah. ironically, on the other side, it's like endearing uh, with, with a handful of friends. I remember I have a, a longtime friend from college. Kelly Hall that, you know, is, hey, Samuel. So every once in a while, but uh, we actually had to, uh, this is more stuff your listeners don't care about. We changed our Wi-Fi network in our house the other day, and it it defaulted to Samuel's Wi-Fi network. So Ah. now I'm seeing my my birth name every day. What is your password on it? 
Uh, I love Carmichael Day's show. <laughs> with with a all caps and a dollar sign for show. I got gotcha. you. Yes, yeah. Uh, that Deep is smoking Carmichael Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sam Amick. Uh, he dreams of me, and uh, we dream of him each and every week. Uh, Thursdays at eight oh five. Go to the Athletic com not just for the best sports writing uh, in the business uh, but also tremendous deals not just on your local teams but so many more now they're getting into the uh, the betting space so that's a, a new and exciting thing for them make sure you check it out the uh, athletic.com Sam thank you and uh, I'm I'm sure I'll talk to you this week but we'll all talk to you next week sounds good thanks boys all right, pal. and hey tell your wife to start listening if she's not going to let me teacher, smoke, man. if she's, she's not going to let me smoke in the garage, she can she can at least listen to the podcast. <laughs> she's a, she's she's molding young minds right That's now. True. Leave her alone. Uh, she is a better person than both of us. Thank you, buddy. Indeed, appreciate Thanks. you, buddy. That's uh.